Life Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Summertime is upon us, and with it comes some great opportunities of building on what our kiddos have learned and the things they've enjoyed during the school year, but with a much more relaxed and natural approach. Rachel Fig is joining us today to talk all about cultivating curiosity in the summer by exposing our children to music, art, STEM, PE, and so forth. These are often things we can fail to get into our regular homeschool days because we get busy with other things. We're going to discuss the importance of these enrichment activities for our children's growth, as well as give you insight into how incorporating these in the summer can actually enhance your next school year as well. You don't want to miss a moment. Now, another great opportunity that we can give our children is the chance to attend a camp. And I'm excited to share with you how you can launch your faith at a Word of Life camp with nonstop high-energy activities, engaging speakers, and dynamic worship. You'll experience a connection with God like never before. Word of Life has family camps, youth camps, and retreats in both upstate New York and the west coast of Central Florida. Visit camps.wol.org for more information and register now for the best summer ever. Again, you can go to camps.wol.org for more information and to register today. you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm really, really glad that you're here. I hope that you have had a great school year. We're now kind of looking ahead at our summer breaks, and I have got a great guest to help us maximize our time this summer. Rachel Fig is back with us again. She joined me about a year ago, I guess. Maybe it was last summer sometime, and we talked all about extracurricular enrichment stuff, STEM, music, art, PE, things like that. She is the creator of the Hands-On Homeschool, which is an online program that really helps parents deal with or implement those enrichment areas. And we're going to talk today about all kinds of ways that we can start implementing these enrichment areas that we all are so eager to have in our homeschools and do it in a time when we aren't as driven on some of the other subjects. So summer is a great time to really start whetting our kids' appetite for this. So I'm very, very pleased to have Rachel back with us. Rachel, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I want you to to tell us a little bit before we dive in about why you focus on these enrichment areas, because I know we talked about this at length in the last time we talked on the podcast, but for those that missed us, just kind of catch us up a little bit. Why do you believe that these enrichment areas are so important for families? These are the subject areas. The areas that I have in my program are music, art, STEM, and PE. And to me, these are the subjects that really round out your homeschool, round out your kids, make them just open, just they opens their eyes and their imaginations and gives them so many other things to think about and ponder. So often in education, we focus on those core areas. And unless our kids have a specific 
draw or pull to music or to art, you know, or to a sport, or they're really, really good with Legos or something, and we put them in STEM, all things STEM, you know. So instead of that kind of a mindset, my passion is to give all kids kind of like a basis for in all of these subjects. So they don't have to just do, you know, music lessons, like a private music lesson, but they can still have musical education. And in a way that is low pressure, because, you know, piano lessons are not, (laughs) but just a way that's like, yeah, something that's low pressure and gives them that exploration where they can kind of cultivate some more curiosity about what they're learning and make connections. And it leads to opening the doors for all sorts of learning that can happen. Oh, yeah. And I love the way that as homeschool parents, we are able to open their minds, open kind of their horizons, broaden everything for them so that they are able to make connections. There are so many times as we're teaching something that music or art or, you know, some kind of a hands-on project or something, Legos or whatever activity, this really enhances everything else that we're doing and it allows them to make connections and it just makes those concepts or the new information, the things that they're learning or being exposed to, it makes them even bigger. And that really goes a long way towards, you know, making them more curious, making them love to learn, making them want to pull on threads and go a little bit deeper. It's really exciting to see our kids' minds kind of start to, I don't know, you see it almost see the light bulbs come on as they're starting to make those connections. Yeah. And I love that. I love seeing that in my own kids. My background is in music. I studied music my whole life and teaching that to my kids and seeing their light bulbs happen. It's just such a good thing to see. Like it just gives you such a spark and then it enhances everything that you do because when you see your kids get a spark, it inspires you to go find more things for them to, you know, to satisfy that need. And then they want to go and, you know, like satisfy the need. And so they're researching things, they're learning, they're making connections. And it just, it makes homeschooling for us parents easier because we're not pulling teeth. Well, exactly. And so, so much more fun. And yet, I think that so often we get so buried under our planner or under we've got to finish this curriculum or whatever, that these things that we're talking about today the music, the art, the STEM, the PE, these other enrichment arenas, these areas of our lives, we kind of tend to push them to the side. We'll get to them later. Oh, we'll get, we'll do that later this afternoon or whatever. And we rarely get to them. So I think that talking about this going into summer is a great time to just kind of encourage families to start really wetting their kids' appetites and setting some of these things in our routine that will then carry naturally into the next school year. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's a great time of year to start with this low pressure sort of learning, like just nothing heavy, nothing that feels really schoolish, right? More of fun summer activity and doing things that fit into your schedule. You know, if it works, then you can pull it in. If it's a busy week because you're on vacation or you're, you know, you're just doing things around town or you're at the pool a lot or whatever, then you don't do it. You know, just having some things set in place that you can do 
um, to just start exploring some music and start exploring some art and building things, thinking creatively, thinking out of the box, moving, all of those things. Summer is a great time to get started. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that probably most people listening in can see how that would be a lot easier to implement during the summer. But I want to back up just a little bit because I want to really lay a foundation for why they're so important. You know, we talk about the curiosity and the love of learning and all these things that we've discussed already. But how can these enrichment subjects that we've been talking about open the doors to wonder and curiosity for our kids? So why would we want to include them anyway, I guess, is the question. Yeah, I guess when these subjects don't really stand alone and none of our subjects that we have that we're doing with our kids, none of them really stand alone. They're all really integrated. And we get into that mindset, like you were saying at the beginning, where, you know, we get bogged down with some of our core subjects. We get bogged down doing, you know, finishing the lesson plan, finishing the whatever is in our notebook or our planner so that we can close out the school year. And the enrichments often take the back burner. But when we're doing that, we probably don't really believe this, but our brain kind of switches into this mode where we are just putting these, it's like a deposit into our kids' brains. And we're like, just putting this in. I hope they get it. You know, like, okay, moving on to the next lesson, let's put this in. And learning is not like that. It's not like a deposit. It's more like a web that gets created where all of these layers and connections start to happen. And those connections strengthen and deepen the learning. They make it mean something to the child so that they're not just learning a fact, they're owning it, they're experiencing it. And especially when it's a hands-on sort of activity that they can do that really cements it into their mind, it means so much more. And it just, and sure, they get that deposit of knowledge, they get the facts, but they get so much more. They're set up to learn more in the future. And they're also setting that when they do something like that, it sets them up to even strengthen the things that they've learned in the past. So it's this whole intricate web that they're creating. And so music can relate to history and it can create to science and it can create and it can connect to art and it just connects all over the place. And when we understand that about education, it becomes more important, I think, to us to make sure that we're including those things in some way. It doesn't have to happen every day. You know, it could be summer, you know, if you didn't get to it in the school year, like we said before, summer is a great time, but just some way to pull in and get those sparks going. Oh, because when kids find connections, that's when they take off with the learning, with that curiosity. After a short break, we'll be right back to talk even more about this. Oh, absolutely. And I think that sometimes we as adults see learning more in lanes. You know, yes. I have my language arts lane. I have my math lane. I have my science lane, whatever. All of these lanes, whereas I love the imagery that you gave earlier where it's a web. I mean, everything is touching everything else because just like we are a whole person, what we are learning, nothing stands alone. All of these things are so intertwined. And once we help our children understand that, their grasp of the concepts is going to go so far beyond that one lane. And I just really appreciate the way that you kind of position that. Yeah. 
I think that happens when we get into those lanes is it happens because of how we have to record or, you know, make note of what our kids have done. You know, we have a checklist that, you know, we might need to do for just to prove that we're homeschooling, just to take our notes, just to have our records for our kids. And we need to keep that, I think, separate as a, yes, this did happen and this happened in these ways, but that's not the checklist for our learners. You know, that's the checklist to for the checklist sake. But the checklist for our learners is so much more broad. It's not those lanes. It's just it's different. And it's like I said, the web. And that's, I think, a hard distinction because you have to document in a certain way, but you don't want your kids education to look like that. Well, exactly. And I think for so many of us parents, we learned that way. You know, when you're in a traditional school, you're in math class, you're in, you know, there. it really is set up much more in those lanes, even though I'm sure teachers are implementing this other stuff, we would not have necessarily picked up on that as children going through school. So now we have the freedom to open up the world to our kids and to truly help them make all these connections. And the the thing that I found so amazing was not only how I saw my kids enriched through it and growing through it, but also how many connections I was able to make as an adult learning right. and making these same connections as we go. So it truly makes homeschooling way more fun for teacher and student alike. Yeah, I love learning alongside my kids and I get really into things that they look at me like, you know, I'm crazy sometimes, but. It's true. Like it's it's way more fun to learn and to go on those deep dives and to make those connections. And I just think that exploring new things together, having that curiosity, having the ability to take those opportunities to go and find out more on certain things. It's such a gift that we have through homeschooling. Yeah. Well, and the the being able to take our learning opportunities and also use them as opportunities to get to know our kids even better. We are able to see what's in their heart, what's in their mind, how they think, how they process. But we're also able to help our kids develop new passions. I mean, we may see a, an ounce of curiosity about something that as we feed it, it turns into a passion. And that's a really exciting thing. And another privilege that as homeschooling parents, we get to have. And I think a lot of times that becomes a lot clearer in the summer, again, because we're not looking at our days as programmed as we do during the school year. Yeah, for sure. I think our kids are so used to when we're homeschooling and they're used to that like routine that they have during the day, getting their work done. It's school. But if we can use the summer to practice a different way <laughs> where we are not trying to check boxes or we're not trying to, you know, finish subjects, but trying to just test out the waters for how can I make this more open-ended? How can I just give a a little taste of something and just like a little like fun activity or a spark or just like an art project that we're going to do and just see where that leads and then just see if something because it might be something in that art class, in that art lesson, that sparks a desire to learn about something else. And then the next thing you know, you're on the internet looking something up for your kids or you're getting books or you notice them, you know, seeing something or seeing something somewhere else and relating it back to that art project. 
and just using, I guess, a good exercise for you as a parent to do this in the summer, just to see how learning can look when it's a little bit more relaxed. Oh, absolutely. And again, setting the kids free to try new things to, you know, we were talking beforehand and you mentioned it before, you know, piano lessons, that's a big commitment. That is, you know, I'm paying for this. You better practice. You better do this, that, and the other. Right. Because we've been down that road a lot of times. I've got four kids. But you're able to test the water. You're able to see kind of what things really excite them. And that gives you a lot of direction as to what opportunities they may really want to take advantage of in the days ahead. Exactly. Yeah, they could, you know, if you're laying the foundation with just very explorative, just very participating, not high pressure, like music, and they're learning to read rhythms and they're learning to explore all of these great pieces and learning about this music. And they're like, oh, I love this. I want to play an instrument. Okay, well, now would you have known that if you hadn't done the light learning first? You never know if you don't expose your kids to these different things. So it does give new passions, like an opportunity for new passions to develop. Because I think all kids need, like for music, for example, all kids need music and to have that learning, at least a basis there. But not all kids are going to develop that love for piano or want to play the instrument. But you might have one. Like you said, you have four kids. (laughs) I have four kids. We might have one that goes down that route and you might have one that goes a different route. But if we can start with just low pressure introduction to these things, that's when their wheels get turning and it could turn into a passion. I mean, there's so much that it could turn into a passion for. Oh, absolutely. But what would you say to the parents who are listening in who are like, I don't have any background in music or art, or I am the most unathletic person on the planet. So getting out and even getting a little bit of exercise with my kids is a foreign thing to me. I don't know how to introduce them to sports or whatever. What would you say to those parents who are like, I can see the need for this, but I don't even know where to start? Well, that's what the hands-on homeschool is all about. We've actually created these classes for parents like that. So it's great even for parents to do alongside with their kids. And we've packaged some of this into even a summer camp format that can be done at home with your kids. Just you pick. It's kind of a choose your own adventure style. So whatever you are interested in, you can kind of create your own summer camp at home. So there's ways to find these classes. The hands-on homeschool is the way that I would recommend. But there's ways out there to get this low pressure learning through in a variety of ways. Well, I am very intrigued by this summer camp packaging idea that you have. And I would you tell us a little bit more about that? Because, you know, I just remember when my kids were younger and I was always looking for ideas for how to redeem the summer without putting too much pressure on myself. So, you know, I didn't want to just turn everything off for the summer, but I also didn't want it to be business as usual. So this kind of a concept is really intriguing to me. Yeah. So what we did was we, first of all, we wanted to have something that was very easy, but gave enough for kids who really wanted to do it all. So we did kind of a choose your own adventure. And what we did was we found 40 
classes that from all of those four subject areas and kind of packaged them into this camp. You don't have to follow in any certain order. You don't have to do it in any certain way. But we did art classes that were really hands-on, really step-by-step art projects that used just simple materials, simple things that you can get easily, and you can have an art camp. And then STEM is all about problem solving. So it's taking simple materials. Again, we're all about keeping it easy, but simple materials, you know, Legos and blocks and index cards and tape and little paper cups, clothespins, things like that. And using those things, giving kids a problem to solve, that's, you know, really a fun problem, then letting them create. It's so fun. It's just taking, but it's teaching them how to solve a problem, you know? So it's teaching them so much and it relates to all of the more core subject areas, of course, because STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and math but it's through problem solving, which makes it really fun. And then music, we took classes that were like bucket drumming, using a five-gallon bucket, you know, or whatever you have on hand to learn rhythms, some singing and games classes, some classical music that they can do some movement and exploration with to learn about the elements of music in a fun way. So, and then for PE, we've got a whole yoga unit on, or a whole yoga unit, yeah, that we did in a week for a yoga camp, if you wanted to put that together. So that teaches growth mindset through yoga, and then a sports and fitness week to help kids really get moving and stay active during the summer. So there's, like I said, so much in there that we wanted the kids to be active all summer, doing things in this fun exploration type way, where they weren't feeling like school, but it was a way for parents to help their kids set it up, you know, in a way that they could explore at their own pace or be more formal and say, we're going to do this whole section and call it Art Week. You know, so we've got lots of flexibility that goes into it. Well, that sounds just like a great idea because, again, summertime is a mixed bag, I think, for a lot of homeschoolers because we definitely want the time off, but we also are so geared to learning together. And we recognize that learning happens 365 days a year. So this really seems like it would be a great way to capture that time without the pressure of, you know, those lanes of school that we're so used to. Yeah. And it can really set you up for continuing with that. And now that you've experienced, you know, and your kids have experienced how, you know, learning can be fun you know, or can be done in this way, they might want to continue, you know, along that way. And I think that it it actually sometimes doing more and doing these things, like doing the enrichment stuff in this, like you were saying, the low pressure way, right? The just the easy, not the lanes of school. Doing those subjects can help make those school lanes <laughs> easier because it gives them something to look forward to or They can make those connections and it makes that a little bit lighter or tolerable even like maybe we really, really don't like math, but, you know, we're going to do math because after math, we're going to do STEM or something, you know, so it's just it makes it easier and it gives more of an ebb and flow to your homeschool day. So after taking a summer to explore, have this relaxed learning, this time where we're like, oh, 
I like to learn. I like exploring. I like these ideas. Then when you go into the school year, your kids are primed and able to, and you will want to keep that kind of learning. Oh, that's just an excellent point. Honestly, that's kind of the key takeaway here is exposing your kids, giving them these opportunities to start learning in these really, really fun ways about these new things and making all these connections can truly pay off in a big way when your regular academic year comes back around in the fall. And this is just a wonderful way to take advantage of this time in the summer to naturally learn and grow together. And Rachel, I so appreciate your drawing attention to that. And I want you to tell us where we can find you and your camp and all of that stuff so that we can share all of this information with our families. You can find the Hands-On Homeschool at thehandsonhomeschool.com. AMPS Camp is what we call our summer camp. AMPS stands for Art, Music, PE, and STEM, and that's ampscamp.com. So you can find the Hands-On Homeschool and AMPS Camp there. And yeah, there's options to do just some sample classes and things like that. Just see if that's the right thing for you before moving on. But we would love to have you check it out and see what it's all about. Sounds like a great resource. And so I appreciate your spending some time with us today, Rachel. We'll be sure and connect all of those dots for people. We'll give those links in the show notes. But thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to hang out with us today. Yes, absolutely. I've so enjoyed it. Well, thank you. For the rest of you guys, thank you guys for joining us. I hope this has been a real encouragement to you. It's really opened your eyes to the opportunities that await you this summer, the different ways that you can approach things, and really how this time that's a lot more low-key, a lot more relaxed, can launch you into discovering a whole new world of passions within your kids, igniting curiosity, and so much more. So be sure that you check out the Hands-On Homeschool and AMPS Camp. We will give you all of those links in the show notes. So Go check that out. They sound like they would be great resources to plug into your summer plans this year. We talk a lot about the fact that the Great Commission begins at home. And I just want to encourage you as we are entering this summertime to spend the time to really reinforce those relationships. Enjoy your time with your family. Get to know them deeper and take every opportunity that you have to point them to Jesus. Those natural conversations that happen just day in and day out in those in-between times, which is what makes Teach Them Diligently so impactful. They open so many doors for truly giving your children a foundation for their faith, but also for preparing them well to walk through whatever door God opens for them in the days ahead. So I look forward to hearing how God uses this summer in your own family to strengthen those relationships and opportunities. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more, so check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. 
They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. 